Hey ladies, welcome to the Lifestyle MD Podcast. Are you a woman physician or healthcare provider who is struggling to prioritize your health and fitness? Are you afraid that putting your needs first makes you selfish and it gets in the way of your roles as a doctor, a wife, or a mom? Are you tired of starting and stopping fitness programs only to find yourself falling back into old self-tabotaging habits? If you answered yes to any of these questions, this podcast is for you. I am your host, Dr. Angela, a duly board certified internal medicine pediatrics physician, wife, mom, stepmom, and your fit lifestyle coach. This podcast will move you from running on empty and wishing you were in better health to pouring from a full cup and living your best fit life indefinitely. All right, let's get into it. Hello, welcome to another episode of the Lifestyle MD. I am your host, Dr. Angela, and this episode is another installment in the nutrition series. And today I'm going to be covering uh, plant-based diets versus meat-based diets. This is a pretty hot topic, a little bit of controversy around it. Uh, A lot of people are asking, should I be eating a plant-based diet or having feeling some kind of way or having feelings about it saying no I'm not giving up my meat I love meat I love dairy etc etc so in this episode I am going to cover all the risks and benefits associated with both dietary patterns I'm going to explain um, what it means to have a plant-based diet what it means to have a meat-based diet Um, we'll talk about risk as they pertain to cardiovascular risk cancer risk Um, type 2 diabetes, type 1 diabetes, um, heart disease, and of course, our favorite topic, weight management. Um, So let's get into it. Uh, First thing I'm going to do is explain what it actually means to have a plant-based diet. So a plant-based diet is not synonymous with vegan. Um, Vegan, um, vegetarian, pescatarian, those different topics, they all tell you explicitly the things that you do not eat. They're, They're clear about what you don't eat. So if you are a vegetarian, we know that you uh, most likely don't eat meat, but maybe you eat um, cheese, dairy, maybe even eat eggs. So lacto-ovo-vegetarian. There's pescatarians where you eat only fish, no other uh, animal or meat products, and then also um, vegetables on top of that. Um, then there's uh, omnivore, which you kind of eat a balanced diet or maybe not balanced diet, but you eat a diet that consumes all of the different food groups or different um, animal-based products and non-animal-based products. So these categorizations of eating patterns are more specific about telling you what you don't eat, but they don't tell you what you do eat. So that the terminology plant-based diet kind of gets to the focus on or getting your focus more towards eating plant-based foods. So whole grains, fruits, vegetables, legumes, nuts, and seeds. Um, a whole food plant-based diet specifically minimizes processed foods and emphasizes whole plant foods as a predominant part of your diet. So someone who eats a whole food plant-based diet does not necessarily completely exclude meat from their diet. Largely, they overwhelmingly do um, avoid dairy products. But again, this is not an all or nothing type diet. Really, the goal and emphasis of a plant-based, a whole food plant-based diet or a whole food plant-based eating pattern is to make plant-based foods, the center, the predominant component of your diet. So something like 80%, 90% of your calories coming from plant-based foods, leaving room for 10 to 20% or so to come from um, meat or animal-based products. So again, those aren't hard numbers. That's just kind of like an example of how you could approach it. So a meat-based diet is um, good 
basically an omnivore diet. One could consider both of these omnivore diets, um, but in a meat-based diet, the emphasis is predominantly on meat, where meat is the the main focus. So if you think about this in terms of a plate, um, a dinner, um, a meat and potatoes type of dinner, a classic example where meat is the the main part of the dish and then the vegetables are considered a side. Someone who has a whole food plant-based diet, the vegetables, the fruits, the nuts, the grains, the seeds would be the main component and the meat would be considered like a side dish if you were consuming meat or animal-based product. Um, You don't necessarily have to, but it's an option. So that's how you distinguish between these two types of diets. Um, There there is a false dichotomy out there that that these are two opposing ideas, right? That, that you must have all or it's all or nothing. Like, and the reality is that it's not there. It's not an all or nothing approach. Really. Um, I'm definitely more in the camp of a, having a predominantly plant-based diet where plants and fruits and vegetables and whole grains take front and center. But again, not at the exclusion of all uh, meat products. I still do have some meat products from time to time. So let's just look at some general trends and information that we know from epidemiologic data about plant-based eaters versus omnivores or um, meat-based eaters um, is really when they refer to omnivores here, that's kind of the category of people. So uh, people who are omnivores tend to are more likely other than plant-based eaters to be obese. Omnivores are more likely to have high blood pressure or in other words, plant-based eaters tend to have lower blood pressure and a smaller waist circumference. Uh, Most people do not overwhelmingly consume enough fruits and vegetables. In fact, less than 10% of the population is getting 1.5 to 2 cups of fruits per day and less than 2 to 3 cups of vegetables per per day. And that's well below the recommendations and well below what would be considered healthy eating standard. Um, people who eat omnivore diets uh, also are more likely to consume ultra processed foods. Um, and unfortunate statistic is that 60% of calories consumed in the United States and the UK come from ultra processed foods. So this is going to be things like cereal and chips and um, soda and ice cream and things of that nature. Um, 40% of the population consumes ultra processed foods or gets 40% of their calories from ultra processed foods in Australia. So a plant based um, eating pattern or whole food plant based eating pattern is thought to make make you more intentional about your eating choices and your food choices. And so those who adopt a whole food plant based diet are um, often um, statistically speaking, um, and you know, data shows are making healthier food choices more often. So let's break it down in terms of the risk that we discussed. So what what do we know about cancer risk as it pertains to uh, predominantly meat-based diet versus a plant-based diet? There is um, convincing evidence already out there about processed meat and colon cancer. So like that's, I want to say unrefutable, you know, all evidence, you know, that you have to take everything with a grain of salt because there are a lot of unstated variables and factors that are not taken into account when you look at these research studies. Um, so they're not infallible, but processed meat includes things like hot dogs, sausage, bacon, lunch meat, jerky. Um, these food groups, yes, lunch meat, I did say lunch meat, are are associated with a much higher risk of, of colon cancer. There is strong but limited evidence to suggest a link between red meat consumption and colon cancer. Um, conversely, people who eat a diet that's rich or high in fruits and vegetables and grains and low in meat products 
have uh, overall lower risk of colon cancer and also have improved breast cancer outcomes. At the uh, conference that I attended this weekend, there was a lot of really compelling research that was um, presented, Um, some new research studies and some reviews of old um, or existing research studies that uh, basically were, were very, just very telling women who women have a lower risk of developing breast cancer. Women have a lower, um, have lower risk of recurrence and better response to, uh, cancer therapies when they have breast cancer, if they eat a plant predominant diet, um, you have lower risk of things like prostate cancer, colon cancer. Um, so those are some of the things that we are familiar with and that we have seen patterns. Um, so while evidence may be, um, mixed or in, inconclusive in some areas regarding risk of meat and all other cancers, excluding processed meat and colon cancer, the evidence is strongly in favor of a plant-based diet and the benefits in reducing your risk of, um, of cancers, heart disease. So again, this is another area where the data is conflicting. We used to always talk about how bad red meat was for you um, and how uh, bad it is in terms of causing increased risk of heart disease. Well, as of late, the, the data out there is conflicting um, about red meat. We do know, however, that you know, people who eat a plant or a meat predominant diet tend to overwhelmingly consume um, higher levels of saturated fat, potentially even trans fat. And these things are associated with worse health outcomes and cholesterol consumption in and of itself is not necessarily linked with heart disease, but consumption of saturated fat and trans fat is. So if you're um, limiting your intake of meat, you are um, naturally limiting your intake of saturated fats and um, processed foods are limiting your intake of trans fats. So win-win, uh, again, there's conflicting data about that, but I can say anecdotally, we know that that's going to be better for you. Um, let's talk about obesity. No, let's talk about type 2 diabetes. We'll go there first. So type 2 diabetes, again, there is an increased risk of developing type 2 diabetes in individuals who are um, predominantly meat eater. So again, like the risk isn't, is, I want to be clear here. I, I don't, the data doesn't necessarily show a direct link saying that meat in of itself is the cause. The, the problem is when you tend to eat a diet that is heavily focused on meat, where meat is the focus of your meals. And if you, you just don't put as much effort and into getting a variety of fruits, vegetables, grains, legumes, nuts, and seeds. When you make plant-based foods the focus. You do a much better job at getting the variety of those nutrients, which are rich in antioxidants, fiber, um, nutrients, minerals, all of the wonderful things that help you to have a healthy, well-balanced diet that help you with keeping inflammation low, help lower your cancer risk, help reduce pain, improve mood, and all of the like. So the, the risk of obesity is not, again, not necessarily linked to meat consumption um, because meat isn't making you um, gain weight. It is the fact that your diet is not as varied and is not as rich in um, high fiber food. So is it possible that you could be someone who eats meat but also has a diet that's high and rich in um, plant-based foods? Absolutely. Um, what, what I recommend is... I would recommend having a plant-based diet and then introducing meat as a, as a lower percentage of it. Okay. So obesity. Um, so increased risk of obesity. Um, so people, um, and you can be obese, whether you consume plants, a plant heavy diet or not. Um, cause eating plants, again, I talked about meat not necessarily being the problem. Man, plants, you can eat plant-based food and still eat poorly. 
because like chips are technically plant-based and many desserts, excluding ones with dairy, are technically plant-based. So you can still make poor choices and eat uh, a plant-based diet. All right, I'm going to tell you about an interesting study. Um, there are identical twins who put plant-based diet and a meat-based diet to the test. And they're called the Turner Twins. And they are um, adventurers. Um, they tend to put diets um, to test um, by eating opposite diets and seeing how it affects them differently. Um, they have similar genetic profiles. So it's a really compelling study. You know, it's, it's a common um, strategy in science to do twin studies because um, you can, can control for other variables. Um, so what these guys did is um, they did a 12-week diet where one of them adopted a plant-based diet, the other one a predominantly meat-based diet, and they did the same workout. They worked out together, they ate together, they consumed the same amount of calories. Again, one was eating plant-based calories, the other one was eating a meat-predominant diet. So what was the result of this? The plant-based diet was superior in terms of results. So they published the, the article, there was an article in Men's Health in UK. Again, this is not like a formal scientific study, but it's still compelling. So at the end of 12 weeks, Hugo, on his vegan diet, he had higher energy and he lost more fat. So he started off the diet at, or at 185 pounds with 13% body fat. At the end, um, after one month, he had already lost nine pounds. And by the end of the study, he leveled out around 180 pounds. His fat composition, his body fat composition went down to 12%. Um, his cholesterol levels dropped. He said that his um, energy level was improved and he felt significantly more alert and more focused throughout his gym sessions compared to his typical routine. So on a vegan diet, he felt his focus was much better. He had better mid-afternoon energy. On the meat-based diet, his brother Ross, he gained more mass overall. So he was our, he has always been, um, according to these gentlemen, the bigger twin in the diet, um, only like further emphasized that. So he started off with 13% body weight and put on 10 pounds of muscle. So he a lot of that weight was muscle. But interestingly, his body fat percentage also edged up. So he went from 13% body fat to 15% body fat. So not all of his weight gain was muscle. There was also fat gain. His cholesterol levels stayed the same. Um, his diet was his diet during this experiment was more varied than his typical diet. Um, so he did eat a wide array of meats. So chicken, fish, red meat, veggie, dairies, and grains before um, they kind of always ate the sim a similar diet all the time. Those are some of the general outcomes. Um, Hugo, who was the vegan uh, diet eater, and Ross, who was the plant or the meat diet eater, they, they didn't really notice a whole lot of change um, in their mutt their mutt and their gut microbiome. Again, it, they think they probably would need it more time on the diet to really see the change in those benefits. Um, they were expecting to see changes more prolonged. Again, they may not have been an adequate amount of time for them to really assess that. Um, so what were their key takeaways after conducting these diets? Um, they decided that uh, eating a predominantly or eating more plant-based was very beneficial. They both have decided that they are going to incorporate more plant-based eating into their routines. So in, in summary, the vegan diet helps in all of the areas they measured um, with the exception of one drawback. The plant-based eater felt that he was hungrier some of the time, but that was really the only drawback that Hugo gave on the diet. Some other benefits of plant-based eating 
uh, improves your overall health, reduce your risk of chronic disease. We know that it does actually aid in weight loss when you eat a whole food plant-based diet. Um, you do tend to have better energy levels. You do to have tend to have improved mood and clarity. Does improve your stress and anxiety. Um, but drawback, um, you are at risk of having deficiencies in B12 because B12 is naturally inherently in meat products. You are at risk of um, iron deficiency if you're not eating a wide variety of foods. Um, you can get protein. You can get sufficient protein from an all plant-based diet. There are athletes who consume uh, what we call vegan athletes who consume an all plant-based diet. And there's bodybuilders who do the same. You just have to work harder at it. So downsides of a plant-based diet is that you are at risk of B12 deficiency and it is more challenging. You do have to be more intentional about it. It also makes it a little bit more challenging when you're eating out or eating other people's houses or you know, on the road. So there, there are those challenges. So benefits of a meat-based diet is that you have maybe potentially more satiety or longer satiety. Um, you are, it's easier to get iron in your diet. It's easier to get, to get your iron, but there is potential increased risk of cancer, um, increased weight uh, gain or in body fat. I mean, it's harder to, you, you don't lose those things as easily. Um, if you're eating a, a traditional, uh, standard American, um, meat-based diet, you also tend to have less uh, variety overall and less fiber in your diet if you eat a meat, meat-based diet. So, um, but on, on another benefit for that is it's easier because that's just the standard American diet. It's much, it's much easier to come by. It's also less expensive compared to a plant-based diet, which can be more costly. So that can be a limiting factor for a lot of individuals. So what what's the bottom line here? Uh, the bottom line is, is I really do think that it is in everyone's best interest to limit their intake of meat overall. I've, I've heard, I've seen some recommendations to limit it to around three ounces of meat or poultry per day, or try to get less than 10% or less of your calories from animal products and make your, um, make most of your meals at home, eat locally grown things, locally grown foods, um, and try to minimize waste as much as possible, which is just great overall. You know, the more you focus on nuts, seeds, whole grains, legumes, uh, fruits and vegetables, uh, just the better overall varied your diet will be. Um, other key takeaways is that we know that um, processed meats are associated with cardiovascular disease, diabetes, and colon cancer. So I would avoid processed meats at all costs. If you're going to have meat in your diet, just make sure you're choosing high quality meat. If possible, try to get it um, from sustainable sources. Um, you're going to get better quality meat that way as well. Um, also, another thing I didn't mention is you want to avoid cooking um, your meat at high temperatures. There is some evidence to suggest that um, cooking meat at high temperatures can lead to um, cancer causing chemicals. Um, so the method of cooking your meat also may play a role. That's again, there's that high temperature cooking of your meat can cause cancer or be linked to cancer. I think that's kind of it. Um eat more vegetables, eat less meat. I think that's my takeaway. Um, you know, I, I think it's, it is challenging practically speaking, but not impossible to eat an all plant-based diet. And I, I want to emphasize whole food plant-based diet. You want to make sure that you're eating whole foods again. So what, I don't think I define what whole foods are. Those are going to be foods that come in, I describe it in its most original form as possible. So the way that God originally created, that's how I like to describe it. So um, it didn't have to go through a factory to be created. It just came to you as its original form or as close as, close as that to possible, as possible. All right. I hope you found that helpful. Um, 
whatever you decide to do, whatever dietary pattern you adopt, you want to make sure that you are just limiting your intake of processed foods to next to none. You want to make sure that your eating is aligning with your goals. And I know that your values and your resources will play a main, a major role in what you're capable of doing, but everyone really could just try to eat more whole foods, eat food as eat food at home, minimize high temperature cooking of your meat products, try to avoid processed meats as much as possible. Um, yeah. So those are my key takeaways. Um, maybe it was clear as mud. Maybe it wasn't. If you have any questions or any of the topics you like to hear about, um, you can send me an email at Angela lifestyle MD at gmail.com. You can follow me on Instagram at the lifestyle MD. Um, next week's topic, I am going to get into the weeds a little bit about dairy and plant based milk alternatives. Um, I will be pursuing that topic in honor of Um, I think it's plant milk week or something like that on the 22nd. We'll also have some exciting announcements on my Instagram. Uh, So follow me on Instagram if you want to see what announcements uh, will be coming out about some future offerings in my coaching program. Um, And as a reminder, I am a health coach for women doctors who are uh, trying to improve their overall health and wellness, uh, who want to be better examples to their friends, family, and their patients on what it means to live a healthy lifestyle. So You can join me all those ways, leave a comment, subscribe if you haven't already, and looking forward to sharing next week's topic with you. Thanks again for joining me. Have a great day. This has been another episode of The Lifestyle MD. Special thank you to Lou Musa for the show theme music created with free photography and makeup by Janae for the cover photo. And if you enjoyed this podcast and you haven't already, please subscribe today and share with another woman doctor who may benefit. You may also follow me on Instagram at Angela Lifestyle MD. I am Dr. Angela. Thank you for joining me today.